Welcome to our newest Hearts Unite the Globe hug patrons. Annie Olchek, we sincerely appreciate your support. Thank you for joining our community and making a difference through Patreon. Judy Miller, thank you for being our first Buzzsprout supporter for Bereave But Still Me. Buzzsprout started a new program where you can actually support the podcast of your choice. There are so many ways you can support Hug. All you have to do is visit our website, heartsunitetheglobe.com, to see how you too can help empower, educate, and enrich the lives of individuals in the CHD and bereaved communities. Thank you all for your continued support. Welcome to Heart to Heart with Anna, featuring your host, Anna Jaworski. Our program is a program designed to empower the CHD or congenital heart defect community. Our program may also help families who have children who are chronically ill by bringing information and encouragement to you in order to become an advocate for your community. Now, here is Anna Jaworski. the third season of Heart to Heart with Anna, a show for the congenital heart defect community. Our purpose is to empower members of our community with resources, support, and advocacy information. Helen Keller once said, although the world is full of suffering, it is also full of the overcoming of it. As members of the congenital heart defect community, we have had our share of suffering. Whether we are a survivor of a heart defect who has undergone surgery or who has been told that surgery is needed to survive, whether we are the parents of a child with a heart defect and have had to hand our child over to a surgeon knowing it might be the last time to see our child alive, or whether we are a bereaved parent who has lost a child to a heart defect, all of us have had to deal with our share of suffering. Many of us suffer even more than that when we're in the hospital, befriend others, and help them to travel on their journey. We suffer not just for ourselves, our children, and our loved ones, but we suffer for the new families we meet who become part of our extended family, and even for those we don't know but whose stories touch our hearts. But one thing I've seen is that what Helen Keller referred to in her quote, I've seen people who have overcome their suffering. Some overcome in tremendous ways, even winning Olympic medals or other kinds of awards. Most overcome their suffering quietly so that an outsider might not even guess what obstacles have been put in their path. And then there are the angels. There are the people who use their suffering as a springboard to help others. Oftentimes, it is through helping others that we experience the greatest healing ourselves, which is why our topic today, empowerment through helping others in the CHD community, is so important. To discuss this topic today, our guests are Heart Moms, Waverly Mouse, Evangelista, and Susan Vanderpool, and CHD survivor Natalie McGee. Waverly Mouse, Evangelista, and Susan Vanderpool are Heart Moms, and they'll be in our first segment today. Waverly is a full-blood registered Choctaw Cherokee Native American artist. She has many creative talents ranging from beading, basket weaving, finger weaving, and quilting. Her primary talent is in sewing and designing. Waverly is a self-taught seamstress and has been sewing since six years of age. In high school, she was awarded excellence for outstanding work in home economics. She not only designs and sews traditional Native American regalia, but also modern clothing and designs and sizes from newborn babies to adult sizes. Waverly currently resides in Tulsa, Oklahoma with her family and promotes CHD awareness, especially among Native Americans. 
Her five-year-old son, Turtle, is the inspiration behind many designs that she creates. Since entering the CHD world, she has created a hospital gown specific to open-heart patients. You can look for Native Turtle Designs on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and on blogspot.com. Welcome to Heart to Heart with Anna Waverly. Thank you for having me, Anna. I'm excited to be here. Well, I'm excited to be talking to you. So I want to know, when did you realize that you wanted to create a hospital gown specifically for those going through open-heart surgery, and how is your gown different from the ones that patients are traditionally given in the hospital? I think I wanted to create the gown after so many times in the hospital and just observing the staff always coming in and having to lift up the hospital gown and then look under the hospital gown. And my gown is different to fill that need where the staff kept lifting up the hospital gown. My gown opens in the front, so they can open it right down the middle, and they don't have to bend down or lift the gown up in front of the face where the child can't see. All they have to do is just either open the Velcro tab or the snap, and the gown opens in the front, and the child can look at the doctors, where I know a lot of kids, especially my son, was terrified of them, and having something Mm -hmm. in front of the face didn't help. Right, right. That just seems like such a common sense thing. Weren't you surprised that the gowns weren't like that already? (laughs) I am, and seeing even older open-heart patients or heart patients like my dad, who would benefit not just pediatric, but adults as well, would benefit from a gown opening in the front. And especially after surgery, all the tubes, wires, uh, everything that have to be in the front of, on their chest, and the gown has to be pulled down or even just laid on top of them. Mm-hmm. I think this is especially important for women or girls. I know when Alex just had his last surgery, he was just bare-chested for a good part of the time because it was easier than having a gown that you had to manipulate, like you just said. But if I were a 17-year-old young lady having surgery, I sure wouldn't want to be bare-chested that whole time. So the, the gown gives you a certain sense of modesty or privacy, but then it still opens where it's convenient. That just makes so much sense. I'm so glad you came up with this, Waverly. Right. Mm-hmm. Thank you. When did you create the first gown? It sounds like you have a lot of experience in a hospital since I just heard you mention your dad <laughs> and your son. <laughs> yes, yes. We do have a lot of experience, especially with turtles in his first year. There are so many times we went into the hospital. And with mm-hmm. my dad, he was in the hospital a lot as well. So mm-hmm. we have tremendous experience in the hospital. And when I created my first gown, I believe it was when Turtle was 20 months old is when I actually designed the first gown. And I designed that for his G-tube surgery. He had to have his G-tube site surgically closed. And I created my first gown that opened in the front. And the staff loved it because they didn't have to pull the gown up or search around for his surgical site. And all they had to do was just open the front of the gown and they could see everything they needed. And they loved it. That's great. Yeah, that's great. It seems like it would make their job a little bit easier. So Turtle was the first one to wear one of your gowns. Yes. That seems appropriate. <laughs> Have you made one for your dad? No, we've managed to stay out of the hospital with him. Which good, is good, good. 
good. But at least you know you can if you need to. Yes. Waverly, you have helped others with making these gowns, and I think you're sending them all over. Isn't that right? Because I've seen a lot of pictures on the Internet, and I'm getting the impression that you're mailing these to people all over. I have created a couple of gowns, and I've given them to people to test the market for me mm-hmm. um, while they're in the hospital. And I've given one that has Velcro and that opened in the front, and I've had rave reviews on it. The, the nursing staff really liked it. They liked the ease and the accessibility, and mm-hmm. there was a Velcro on this particular gown, and they liked the Velcro as opposed to the snaps because mm-hmm. snaps sometimes don't work anymore or break, mm-hmm. and the Velcro doesn't do that. Right, right. And the staff liked it a lot better just for ease. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if anybody is interested, they're welcome to find me on any of my Internet platforms, and they can request a gown from me. Okay, great. And your contact information will be on the Heart to Heart with Anna website under the bio section. So for any of you who are interested in having one of these unique handmade designs from Waverly, go to my site, www.hearttoheartwithanna.com. Look in the bio section, and there will be some links that you can click to contact Waverly. For those that you have given the gowns to, I know that they have benefited from having this gown that's easier for the nurses to access and still provides them with a certain sense of modesty. How have you benefited from creating this and giving it to others? Mainly from fulfilling a need that I've seen in the hospital. And knowing that my creation not only is easier access, that it does provide modesty, and that you don't have the same boring print as everybody else in the hospital. Mm-hmm. And a fun little print, the first one I made for Turtle, had SpongeBob on it. Because at the time he liked SpongeBob, whether it be somebody's favorite team or just a character, something to liven up your hospital stay. Because we all know that hospital stays are very tedious, very boring, can't do a lot. And it's just something to brighten up your day, no matter how long you have to stay in the hospital. I love that. That's so special. And you're right. When you're in the hospital, especially when it's where you have days that turn into weeks and the weeks turn into a month or more, it can seem just never ending. And having something cheerful to put on instead of the same old drab gowns can make somebody's day a little bit brighter. Well, thank you so much, Waverly, for coming on and for sharing your story with us. I have a feeling we're going to be seeing more designs by Waverly once this show airs and people find out it's available. Be ready, Waverly. (laughs) Well, next we're going to chat with one of Waverly's friends. We're going to chat with Susan Vanderpool. Susan Vanderpool is mom to Max, an eight-year-old tetralogy of Fallot with pulmonary atresia warrior who has several other congenital defects, not all heart-related. She started the local chapter of Mended Little Hearts in Tulsa, Oklahoma, almost seven years ago, and quickly became the national committee chair from 2008 to 2011, and subsequently the national Mended Little Hearts vice president from 2011 to 2013. After handing over the reins of both jobs to very capable hands, she took some time off to concentrate on her family. As her son Max started school, she started to look for something to help calm the mommy fears. Or, if something happens to him while he's away from me, will the school know what to tell the EMTs with EMT facts by Max Facts? That's how that became born. Now she homeschools, but Max goes to a co-op three days a week and always has his EMT facts with him. Welcome to Heart to Heart with Anna Susan. 
Thank you, Anna. Thank you for having me. Well, I'm so happy to be talking to you today. And let's talk about what you created for Max. I just think this is so amazing. When did you start worrying something could happen to Max if he wasn't with you and others wouldn't know what to do? Because I think this is a common worry that moms have. Yeah, I think most parents of children with heart defects or any ailment really worry about if something was to happen to your child. Have you really spent enough time educating their teachers or their caregivers, whoever's looking after them, and tell them enough information for them to understand what's going on with your kiddo? Are they going to remember it in a crisis situation, whether it's they fell on the playground and they're bleeding? Well, this kid's allergic to adhesive, so you can't put a Band-Aid on them. Even something small Mm -hmm. like that or a major incident where an EMT would need to be called or an ambulance. And I just thought there's got to be something that I can do other than just put a piece of paper inside his backpack and send it to Mm -hmm. school with him, which they may or may not remember is there. So I created these effects and goes on the strap of his backpack. It can go on a seatbelt. It can go on a purse strap. It can be for adults, children. It's bright red with the medical emblem on the front of it, and it's pretty universally known that there is something medically important here, and that's what I came up with. And for a long time, I sent that piece of paper in his backpack, and it just didn't give me the fuzzies. So I put on my thinking Mm -hmm. cap and came up with this. I just think that's awesome. So how did you get started creating something like that? It looks great. Everybody needs to go out to my website and look at the bio section and look at Susan's bio. There will be links to her website, and you can actually see for yourself what this, what do you call it? <laughs> Is it cause it's well, like it's a cover, kind of, strap cover. Yeah, we call them wrap. They're EMP wrap. Okay. wrap. Yeah, and they because they wrap around things that are attached by wrapping around with Velcro. So they're mobile. You can move right. them from like from a backpack to a seat belt or vice versa, or you can get multiple and just have them in place. But mm-hmm. yeah, we call them ID wraps or medical wraps or any of those terms. So did you sew one on your sewing machine like Waverly's? Those the the gowns well, at home? Actually, did you just create one? Well, I was actually at a friend's business hanging out helping her with some computer work, and it's an embroidery shop. And I said, I have this idea. I want to make this. For Max, and I described it to her, and I told her what I wanted on the front of it and how I wanted it to function, and she goes, well, let's just sit down, and in 20 minutes, we had created the front of it and the whole concept, and she put it on one of her inverter machine and created their first one. I took it home and sewed it together, and I was like, hey, this is actually going to work, I think, and I put a picture of it on my Facebook page, and my niece texted me and said, and Susan, are you making these? Are you selling these? And I said, I guess I am, <laughs> because in 20 minutes I had like 50 <laughs> people texted me or messaged me on Facebook saying, how do I get one? How do I get one? Wow. So a business wow. was sort of boring just out of meeting my need for my kiddo and my worries, and I figured, well, if I have these worries, then I know all of my heart mama friends out there probably have the same worries, and a business was born. Wow. Out of necessity, and that just really. proves that exactly necessity is the mother of invention. I don't know who said that, but it is so true. And you see how, and we'll see this with our next guest as well, how sometimes when you know there's a need for something and you feel that need, other people realize that they needed that product as well. So that's just amazing. Now, 
kudos to your friend who owned the embroidery shop who was able to sit down and help you take a concept and make something physical out of it. I just think that's yeah. awesome. I know that it's a wrap and that it can go around a purse or a backpack or a diaper bag or seatbelt, but what kind of information is available on the wrap? On the inside, we have about four inches by four inches of place during border information and normally what we put on them is the person's name, their date of birth, and whatever their ailment is. So it could be whether you had a pacemaker, whether you have epilepsy and seizures, or if you were a hypoplastic left heart syndrome, repair child or person, we can put that in there. And then the actual inside where we border that creates a little pocket. And so via email, I send you a form that you can fill out. You put your picture on it. All your medications, whatever else you have going on medically, your blood type, contact information, insurance, doctor contacts as well. And that gets folded and put inside the little pocket that the embroidered area creates. So you can put about four or five lines of text before it becomes too hard to read. You know, when you're a border, it needs a little space for the letters to be read readable. But um, mm-hmm. it's usually enough information that the EMT will know immediately that if you have a pacemaker, you probably don't want to use the paddles of life on them. Different things like that. And then the more detailed information then goes on the form that goes inside the pocket. Yeah, and I love that, that there's room for a photo as well, because if you're in a car accident or something, it, I don't know, I can just right. imagine where having that photo with it would be very important. And I love all the contact information that's available, too. So it's going to give you, at a glance, the most important information, but then in the pocket, there's even more information that they right. might need. Did we you? did a lot of research with EMTs and firemen and, and medics and ambulance drivers and ER people, and I asked a lot of questions and this was sort of the most this is what they all agreed was the most important information was you know the number one thing they can do to help save your life and then they'll hand that piece of paper over to somebody else who'll then tell them you know what it says so they can continue to treat your child or yourself or whoever is wearing it the picture makes it sure that they're treating the correct person for the correct thing right which they like this too yeah yeah i agree i agree well thank you so much for coming on the show i love that you and waverly from your own experiences, have found a way to reach out to others. And so if somebody is in a car accident and they have your wrap on the seatbelt and they have to go to the hospital, then they can get one of Waverly's gowns. <laughs> we'll just put all in together. <laughs> well, we are well, friends, so that sort of makes sense. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. Well, now we have to take a quick commercial break, but don't leave because coming up next, we have an adult congenital heart defect survivor who created a product to help herself and others with complex congenital heart defects. Find out what she created when we return to Heart to Heart with Anna. Anna Jaworski has written several books to empower the congenital heart defect or CHD community. These books can be found at Amazon.com or at her website, www.amazon.com. BabyHeartsPress.com. Her bestseller is The Heart of a Mother, an anthology of stories written by women for women in the CHD community. Anna's other books, My Brother Needs an Operation, The Heart of a Father, and Hypoplastic Left Heart Syndrome, a handbook for parents, will help you understand that you are not alone. Visit BabyHeartsPress.com to find out more. Welcome back to our show, Heart to Heart with Anna, a show for the congenital heart defect community. Today we are talking with heart moms, Waverly Mouse Evangelista and Susan Vanderpool, and CHD survivor Natalie McGee. Natalie McGee is a 38-year-old detransposition of the great artery survivor, a mother of two heart-healthy boys, Eric, age 20, and Charles, age 17, and founder 
of IDME International Incorporated. She had the mustard procedure in March of 1976. With nine separate arrhythmias, including ventricular tachycardia, she had a pacemaker defibrillator placed in November of 2012, resulting in her electrophysiologist insisting that she get a medical alert bracelet. While still in the hospital recovering from the implantation, she and her mother started their internet search for the perfect medical alert bracelet. They quickly discovered two things. First, available bracelets couldn't fit all of her medical information on such a tiny tag. And second, no one was offering a viable solution to that problem. Thus, Natalie and her mother created and designed ID.me specifically based on the unique needs of a chronically ill patient while adding features that address the fears of any parent or caregiver. Welcome to Heart to Heart with Anna, Natalie. Well, thank you so much for having me. I think your name of your company is so cute because it's ID.me, but me is M-I-I, like the we. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, that was actually my mom's idea. I.I. stands for medical information instantly. Right, right, that's very clever. I like that. When did you realize that you wanted to create this bracelet to help others? I know you said you were in the hospital. Was it while you were actually in the hospital room that you said, hey, mom, let's create a bracelet ourselves? Well, it didn't happen exactly like that. We started actually looking for one, and we couldn't find what we were looking for that I thought would be the needs of a person with a congenital heart defect. So we sat down and we talked about it, and then we decided to create one. Do your mother and you enjoy making jewelry? Was this something that was just an outshoot from something that you already enjoyed doing? No, absolutely not. My mother is the whole jewelry side of it. She's the creative one, but she likes that part. I was more interested in the functionality of it. Mm -hmm. I know that there are medic alert bracelets out there with that name, and there are bracelets that you can buy at Walgreens or at Walmart, and you can have some information engraved right then and there. What makes your bracelet different than those? We are actually connected to a HIPAA-compliant database. So all of your emergency medical information is available instantaneously to you no matter where you are in the world in time of day. Okay. How does the information get there? The client puts it there. Okay. What you're offering is not just a bracelet but also a database service. Yes, ma'am. That is correct. And so you said that you couldn't fit all your information on the tiny tags that are on jewelry. I know that's definitely a problem when you have a complex, hard to fetch, or you have a complex situation like you do. Do you have abbreviations that you put on the bracelet, or is there a number that they call? How can somebody from EMS look at that bracelet and figure out what to do? Well, each client is given a, um, an emergency access number. There is a website address on each bracelet. And so when anybody goes on to that site and puts that number into the emergency emergency access bar, all of their information will come up. The client controls what is seen by the public and what is not, so it keeps it extremely safe for them as well as informative for the EMS. Well, that sounds really helpful. It was you and your mom from the very beginning. There was never a question that this was your company or her company. It was a joint venture from the very beginning. Oh, absolutely. If it was not for my mother, it would still be a really good idea in a spiral notebook. <laughs> She's the one that made it possible for us to do this. So did she do what Susan's friend did in the embroidery shop where she said, hey, let's go ahead and work on this? And she actually got the materials together to create a bracelet and make this design happen? Well, actually, it started out where I started out and I did the information and the functionality of it. And she looked at it and she says, you know, that's just ugly. She says, we can make this a lot prettier. <laughs> Let's, let's, make it, let's make it prettier. That wasn't in my mind at the time when I created it. But I do realize that being a woman, you want something that doesn't look 
so clinical or medical, and that's mm-hmm. what she did. So have you hired people to run this database, or is it just all Internet-based? It's all Internet-based. It's HIPAA compliant. We're on our own server, and it's double encrypted for our client safety. And it's pretty much all done on the Internet. With smartphones the way that we have them now and tablets, it seems like almost everybody can be hooked up to the Internet wherever they are. It seems like that's a reasonable thing to do. But what if somebody sees this bracelet and they don't have access to the Internet? Is there still some kind of information on there to help an emergency medicine provider? Oh, absolutely. We utilize a traditional medical alert bracelet. So on the front is the technology part with the number and the website. But on the back is your standard four lines of text that gives people an overview of what's going on with you. In addition to that, with membership, you get a hard card to keep in your wallet with the person's picture on it and 15 lines of text on the back. We also have a QR code on that card in order for faster oh, profile great. access. Yes, and it also comes with a key tag. Wow. For information. Wow, that's so great. Your- yeah, yeah. Yeah, because most phones now, most of the smartphones anyway, you can get a QR reader really easily. It's a free download. And then that takes you automatically to the website. You don't have to worry about typing in every little letter. Yes, that's right. But my job from the beginning was to get as much information to the necessary people as possible. And so... I was concerned that just having the QR reader and not the number would leave some people without care in that they don't have the card reader. So mm-hmm. we did both. We incorporated both, and it seems to work extremely well. Yeah. Well, you've put in their redundancy. You have it written out with your four lines of text, and they can go to the website if they have access. And they can use a QR code if they prefer to use that. So I think that's brilliant. Having that redundancy, one of those things is going to work out. <laughs> Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Absolutely. I want to let our listeners know that just like with Susan and Waverly, I will also have Natalie's information on my website. So go to hearttoheartwithanna.com and look in the bio section, and then you can just click directly on the links. I won't have a QR code, sorry, but I will have links to Natalie's products and to all of the other products as well. How has creating this bracelet empowered you, Natalie? You know, it is an amazing feeling to know that you have created something to make the life of the chronically ill just even just a little simpler. In addition, I think it's imperative, especially as a congenital heart patient, that we advocate for ourselves and that we are well informed about our medical problems because we need to know. And just being involved in the CHD community has been amazing. They are so supportive and they're so helpful to one another. It's just an awesome, empowering experience. Terrific. I think all three of you ladies are so inspiring. I love what you've done to help not only yourselves, but to help others, because you could have made one bracelet and be done with it, but instead you saw an opportunity to reach out and help others, and it's the same with Susan and the same with Waverly. Poor Waverly, she's going to be inundated with requests for these hospital gowns, I have a feeling, but because it's such a brilliant idea, all three of you ladies have taken a need and created a solution to it, and I think they're going to benefit so many people. So we have to take another quick commercial break, but don't leave yet because in just a moment we'll be back in the studio with all three of the ladies and find some parting words of advice for them for those of you who would like to find your way to help someone in the CHD community. When we return to Heart to Heart with Anna. Anna Jaworski has spoken around the world at congenital heart defect events and she is available as a keynote or guest speaker for your event. Go to hearttoheartwithanna.com to learn more about booking Anna for your event. You can also find out more about the radio program. Keep up to date with CHD resources and information about advocacy groups, as well as read Anna's weekly blog. 
Anna wants you to stay well-connected and participate in the CHD community. Visit hearttoheartwithanna.com today. Welcome back to our show, Heart to Heart with Anna, a show for the congenital heart defect community. Today we are talking with Heart Moms, Waverly Mass Evangelista, and Susan Vanderpool, and CHD survivor Natalie McGee. I want to thank all of my guests. They have just been so amazing. I have had so much fun talking to these three ladies. I love how they have taken their experiences and done a ton of research and found ways that they can use their needs for a product, to create that product and then make it available to others. I think you're all three amazing women. And really, what you've done is an angelic gesture. You are giving from your heart to others for a need that you saw in your world. And I have a feeling it's going to touch so many lives. And you have a chance to make a big difference in somebody's life. And I just think that's a tremendous gift. So thank you, Susan, Natalie, and Waverly. You three are my heroes today. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Thank you very Thank much. You. Well, we only have a minute or two left, but I wanted to ask, first of all, if you have something that you would like to say or a question you'd like to ask one of the other guests, or if you could answer my question, which is what best advice would you give to someone else in the CHD community who also has a desire to help others and they may be thinking about a product that they would want to bring forth? I'll start with you, Waverly, since you were first. I think all three of us was born out of a need or necessity that we seen needed to be filled. And if you see something that a need or necessity that needs to be filled, by all means, either design or create a product to help fulfill that need, whether it's hospital gowns that open in the front or Susan's model here creating something for her child or even the rice foot which I know my dad would be able to benefit from because he travels through the state. And a lot of the places he goes, there's not facilities that are capable to take care of him. Mm-hmm. And I think if you find a need, fill it. Not only are you needing that, others may need that as well. So just do it. Is that what you're saying, Waverly? <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you see the need, just do it. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, I think Nike would agree with you. Awesome. Okay. Susan? Well, I kind of have to second what Waverly says. You know, when you see a need, Find a way to figure it out, do it, create it. You know, my friend helped me make the first one. I went out and bought a machine and making myself now and with anything, whether it's a medical thing or if it helps you or what's going on in your world, then it probably will also help somebody else. And I think that's the key. If you have the passion to create it to begin with, then you're going to have the passion to make it a success as a product or an event or whatever it is you got going on. So go with your passion. I think that's great advice. Go with your passion. Follow your passion. And when you're passionate, as you three ladies are, because of a deep desire or a deep need within yourself, then I think that helps to awaken in other people that same need, and they realize how much they can benefit from what you created. So I think that's great advice. Okay, Natalie. Well, I have to say I agree totally with Waverly and Susan. I mean, if you need it, chances are somebody else is going to need it as well. So I think just do it is a perfect way to say that. I am just so pleased to have had all three of you on the show, and I feel empowered from what you've done. I'm just so pleased to see that you girls did just do it. You just took your ideas and you ran with it, and I can imagine that you're helping people all over the world with your ideas. And I want to thank you for coming on the show today and giving me your time. You have been amazing. Thank you. My pleasure. 
Thank you so much. Okay, well, that concludes this episode of Heart to Heart with Anna. Please come back next week on Tuesday at noon Eastern Time. Until then, please find and like us on Facebook. Check out our website, hearttoheartwithanna.com, and our Cafe Press Boutique. Follow our radio show, and remember, my friends, you are not alone. Thank you.